All right, welcome to episode two of Midnight at the Monster Museum. I'm Tom Devlin, and this is Jeff. Greetings. And, uh, what crazy characters just meandered into the Monster Museum this week? Uh, well, it was the craziest thing. Uh, we got, uh, Andre Gower from, uh, Mo the Monster Squad. Sean, the lead dude from Monster Squad. And if you guys recall, if any of you heard their first episode, I give Monster Squad like a seven billion hypno swirls on the scale. So, out of five. Out of five. Out of five. And I, I'm a big, <laughs> big, big, huge fan of Monster Squad, as is Jeff. Ditto. Absolutely. And I totally embarrassed myself. I totally put my foot in my <laughs> mouth. Uh, I, if, if I had any kind of inhibitions, I would have innovated. But uh, so, so what had happened was I'm, I'm sitting at the counter and uh, at the glass counter and Jeff's behind the counter I where totally he belongs. Totally coming in. <laughs> I, my head was down in my phone. I was not, uh, I was not paying attention to anything going on. And... Uh, and I just hear this guy go, hey, is Lola here? Now, those of you who don't know, Lola is my wonderful wife. Um, and she was getting calls all the time. By, for, it was yeah. a, a yeah. Oh, should we be saying this about a I don't know. Uh, there's a specific travel rating site that has been calling my wife over and over and over again, uh, trying to do get us to do some paid advertising on said paid service. The free part of it, we're killing it on. We have like a huge rating, so I don't know. We did, we just have been like, hey, we're not interested. We're not interested. Well, how we're many times interested. we told them? Man. I know, and they call every day. Oh. And the guy, the particular uh, sales agent who's been on us, his name is Ryan, and uh, he's been his called. name is not Ryan. I mean, <laughs> not saying his name. <laughs> I mean, his name is, <laughs> but uh, so he's been calling and calling and calling. So this guy comes through the door. And I'm not looking up. I'm, I'm just sitting there doing my thing. And uh, totally, totally and saw who out of was, nowhere, yeah. he says, is Lola here? And I say, nope. You're totally dismissive, man. You're nope. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, man, that's a shame. I've been trying to contact her by uh, phone and email. And, and I was doing like, correspondence, yeah. Yeah. Doing correspondence. I just, uh, without even looking up, I go, what's your name, dude? <laughs> Because <laughs> I expected him to say Ryan, and I was gonna say she doesn't want any, you know, go go yeah. home. But uh, he goes, I'm Andre, wait, I'm waiting for you to look up, man. I'm just waiting for so you, you realize the moment he oh, walks through the door, oh, you absolutely, knew it. Absolutely, absolutely. So so uh, and, and Jeff's got a clear view, and and uh, and so he says, Andre, Andre Gower, <laughs> and so out of the entire town of Boulder City, and probably most of Vegas. There's only two dudes that would recognize this guy on site, and they're sitting in the same room. And me and Jeff are both there. We're huge Monster Squad fans. I look up quicker than I, I mean, my reflex was insane. And, uh, and I'm just like, oh my God, dude, you're, you're here. You're at the Monster Museum. That's so cool. And the uh, bit of backstory, he was really, I apologize. I didn't realize. 
uh, who who you were. I was ready to jump on you for being this guy that won't stop calling. But I am. I was clearly, you know, taking foot out of mouth, and um, he was awesome. He came by. Uh, he took a tour of the museum, and he loved it. We have a little opening bit inside the museum that a Monster Squad clip plays at, and I heard him say, yeah, and, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, we got him. But uh, he was awesome. When he came out of the museum, I had him sign a poster, and right away he was like, oh, that's the Australian one sheet, and only one that Phoebe's on, and that's 100% true. He knows his Monster Squad. So uh, Andre Gower was, was a stand-up individual, but why was he, my, my wife and him had been going back and forth by email. Uh, we're trying to have him come out to do a signing because Jeff had uh, been introduced via FaceTime. At, yeah, that, at, was, that was the craziest thing because the guy came in and, and he's like, oh, I'm, you know. Like two I, months prior. Yeah, and I worked for this radio thing and, you know, he did the thing where, oh, yeah, I, I have this friend. And, you know, I mean, I've heard that before. I mean, well, you, I'm nobody, but I mean, I've heard that before. Yeah. You're like, oh, I know, I'm friends with so-and-so. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course you are. You know, and he's like, oh, maybe I'll give him a call. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course you will. <laughs> and so when he comes, I'll, I'll, I'll see what he's doing after I come back out. So he comes back out and he's like, yeah, I was trying to call him, but, and he said he wasn't doing anything today, but uh, I, I don't know why I can't get through him. Oh, yeah, well, them's the breaks, you know, and so I'm not thinking anything. But then a few minutes later, he's like, oh, well, here he is. And, uh, I, you know, I I still not thinking much of it. And the next thing you know, he's, bam, he shoves a screen in my face, and there's Andre Gower. And I was like, hey. The, the, the crazy, the, <laughs> hey, man, what's up? <laughs> the best part is, is Jeff gets really starstruck and kind yeah, of clams up. So. Kind of, I do. But, well, no, but the insane the insane thing was, is well, I'm telling him, I'm a huge fan, and you know, I'm sure he's heard that before, and he's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, no, dude, look, I'm wearing a, I was wearing a Monster Squad t-shirt that day. It was the most <laughs> insane thing. And uh, and then further validated when uh, he was talking about uh, about the debut of the the documentary. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, Wolfman's got Nards. He's like, oh, well, you've heard of it, so you know, I, I has it actually released. Yeah, I don't think it did. Uh, it's done a big theatrical run as far as like festivals and whatnot. It's not actually out on DVD. But yeah. for those of you guys who are not aware, Andre Gower and Ryan Lambert of uh, Monster Squad, which would have been funny if Ryan Lambert had come through the door right. and said his name was Ryan. I might have thrown something at him. I don't but, actually know what he looks like. But now. Uh, oh, I do because he used to work at a record store in L.A. and I used to go spy on him. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but totally not creepy. Man. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Ryan Ryan Lambert and Andre Gower made a uh, documentary called Wolfman's Got Nards, and it's all about the effect the Monster Squad has had on such folks like myself and Jeff and and people who have made a whole career or life changes or I mean really just what effect that because well, that movie tanked it did when and, it came out it was only out for like two weeks or something like that it found its uh, fanfare on VHS and uh, I did see it in the theater though oh that's awesome yeah. I did not see I was, it I was vacationing in Hawaii and I went and saw <laughs> that like three times when I was there I did not and see I, it in Hawaii, the theater and I choose to go to the movies see Monster Squad <laughs> well you're a nerd <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I got it on a VHS uh, tape. Uh, my uncle Skeeter, whose real name is Rob, uh, he gave me a tape that had RoboCop and Monster Squad on it, and mm -hmm. that that became a Bible for me. So that was a that was a really big deal. But uh, yeah, so Andre toured the place. He loved it. Hopefully, he's coming back to do a signing shortly. If you guys uh, get a chance to check out the um, either a theatrical screening or when it's released, the uh, documentary, I think you're all going to love it. So uh, with that, 
we are going to move into our uh, flashback feature. The carnival's back in town with all your old favorites. The Ferris wheel, the roundup, the octopus, beautiful girls, the spook house, bumper cars, and ghoulies too. Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the bathroom, ghoulies too. They'll get you in the end. Ghoulies 2. Ghoulies 2. Um, <laughs> Ghoulies 2 is my favorite of the Ghoulies franchise, although I have a soft spot for Ghoulies 3 as well. Ghoulies 2, to me, is the perfect rubber puppet horror movie. I, it takes place in a dark ride, or a dark... Yeah, it's not really a ride. It's a walk-through. Do you know what Ghoulie means, though? Do I know what Ghoulie means? Yeah, I know it sounds... It seems just like, oh, it's a Ghoulie, Ghoulie. But it actually means small monster in Persian. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what's weird about that? Hmm. You know what Mogwai means? Actually, I don't. That's small monster in Cantonese. Oh! <laughs> Imagine that. I think Ghoulies... Yeah, there's some good stop motion in there. I mean, yeah. not, it's not Tom, but I mean, they got some great stop motion moments. Directed by Albert Band, who's Charles Band's father. Uh, he was an incredible director, in my opinion. And uh, and the reason Ghoulies 2 is so good is because he took every film seriously. He, he was not out making schlock for schlock's sake. He was making... A, a horror film and uh what i love about ghoulies 2 is i i love i love the cast i love the uh carnival setting and i always used to do this uh game with uh, a lot of effects people that used to work with me and i'll do it with you right now jeff who's cooler giant, giant ghoulie or critter ball, critter ball. Oh. Well, that's so funny is because watching the movie, I totally geeked out because I had forgotten about it and I totally geeked out over that. I mean, so almost 50s-ish in, the, in its... Oh, it's uh, amazing. You know, yeah, it's fantastic. Maybe and, the greatest and, rubber monster ever made. But I mean, it's crazy. I, I, I plead the fifth. Oh, that's like... <laughs> I the, But I totally geeked out over over yeah. that suit. No, know? Giant Ghoulie's awesome. The first time I ever met John Carl Beekler, the effects guy who who created those, uh, he did all the Ghoulies yeah, for yeah, and he directed, and he directed part three. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the first time I met him, I asked him, "Whatever happened to the giant critter suit?" Or I mean, giant Ghoulie. Mm -hmm. Whoa, it's bad. Oh. Giant Ghoulie suit, <laughs> and uh, from Ghoulies two, and he goes, "We blew it up." Yeah, I oh, was like, that, "Oh, okay." So. There's no giant ghoulie like in a shop somewhere. He's like, no, we blew it up. Listen, I blew up the general monster from Poultry Guys, and I glued him back together and put him on a mannequin. Like, there's no giant ghoulie. And he was the go-to guy for for like most empires effects. Uh, he was the greatest effects artist that ever lived, yeah. and uh, he was my largest inspiration. And he was. He. Uh, I always say that. Uh, Full Moon is built on the empire that John Carl Beekler built, and that's his rubber monster. Literally and metaphorically. Yeah, empire. literally and metaphorically. No. And uh, and what I can say is uh, those ghoulies, um, they impressed me so much. They affected my style, and uh, I don't even know if Jeff knows at this moment of recording 
how ghoulish we're about to get on the next project we do here. You alluded to it, and I was pretty... Well, it's funny, because I, uh, you know, watching that man in suit, and I was, I was gonna, I had already thought in my head, I'm like, we're talking about ghoulies, and I was gonna geek out about how I totally want to do something like that, and then I realized, well, you know, we're kind of leaning towards that. There is something coming up in the Full Moon uh, universe that will uh, be 1313 FX's version of ghoulies, at least our, our take on um, the small rubber monster puppet. And it's going to be a blast, man. It's going to be uh, just a romp. So, uh, But we'll get into that when I can talk about it. As of right now, we're talking about Ghoulies 2. Uh, there's a great cameo in there from Billy Butler. Billy Butler is the one actor who has been killed by Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface. And, uh, and he shows up in Ghoulies 2. He was also an on and off effects guy with Empire and and uh, and with Beekler most of his career. So that's kind of cool. The main guy in that movie, I'm going to segue here yeah. real quick. The main guy in that movie is playing Damon Martin. Do you know what else he's been in? Damon Martin, no idea. He played, the only thing I know he's in, he played Chip, the BMX kid oh, yeah. in, in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay, then, yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, he correctly identified that uh, Exhibit D was a pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, and it was so funny because I I didn't I didn't have to look that up. I saw I was like I recognize him. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so funny. But uh, yeah. What, what about Uncle Ned? Uncle Ned has played some prominent characters. Killer clowns from outer space. Space invaders. Space invaders. Uh, he's always uh, kind of the quirky old I should. Well, that, that, that was the thing. Is like, I I I knew all. He could almost be the same character. Royal. His first name's Royal. I forget his last name. It's um, Deno. Oh, Deno. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Royal, old Royal and his old hound dog is in like every movie that something wacky. Gramps in House too. I didn't. I actually didn't yeah. know that. And I was like, I was like, oh, I mean, you can hear it. Yeah, you can hear when he's playing. And I just, it never it, because the effects in that are so phenomenal. Oh too, yeah, but, they're awesome. House yeah. Two is incredible. Love the movie. Yeah, but uh, Ding Dong, you're dead. <laughs> well, you got uh, Phil Fondacaro. Hey, crazy. Wait, I'm gonna go right back yeah. to House Two. Because House 2, directed by Ethan Wiley, who wrote the original version of Monster Squad. Oh, really? Yeah. I think. I'm almost positive of that. <laughs> you could be making it up. But... No. <laughs> I, I, I worked with Ethan. Uh, I worked with... The, he wrote House 1 as well. I did know um, I didn't know that. And, uh, yeah, Monster Squad, too. He, he wrote Monster That's Squad. Awesome. Uh, along with Shane Black, which is... Yeah, well, I, that's, that's what I did. They, they that part, I knew They partnered about. on yeah. it. So, uh, but I, I worked with Ethan years ago on a, on a movie. But Phil Fondacaro, you know. Phil, uh, Phil has been in anything Full Moon and Empire that ever mattered. Absolutely one of my favorite is Malcolm yeah. in, in Troll. I love, yeah. absolutely love of the course. original Troll. And, John you know, that, that goes back, yeah, I was about to say, it yeah. goes back to him and, and everything. Uh, I didn't know, did you know that, that, that I mean, as even though I think around the time that Ghoulies 2 came out, it was maybe the height of of quality as far as empire movies oh. but that was almost near the end of yeah. him and that's how band ended up losing the the franchise rights because he sold them to try to save empire, to try to save empire. and it didn't last very long because they they folded the next yeah. year so yeah it was a is an interesting thing because a lot of people thought that uh charles band was uh Working for his father, Albert Band, because Albert directed so many of the Empire films, but it was is the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Albert was a director in his own right, and in Italy he directed. Uh, that's his career. He was a director. Charlie created Empire, and Charlie. 
created Full Moon. They did some great movies. Yeah. I, I I almost would say that I, there's some movies in that catalog I prefer over Full Moon. Well, the thing is, is the difference was one was theatrical and one was directed video. Yeah, absolutely. So and the budgets were, were followed. And then now the the era that we're in, which is called the Full Moon Empire, if you ever look at your check, that's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, we are at an even. Now we're almost internet based only. So it's. I'm not going to say it's degrading, it just changes and more. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And... But, I mean, remember, I come from small town or yeah. anything like that. I hit I hit Troll, Dungeon Master, the Eliminators, you know, all those things before I even really understood the Connect the Dots thing, you right. know, and stuff. And I didn't even know that. Well, I mean, that's um, the thing. Like, almost any, you could almost not grab something from a horror or sci-fi uh, uh, area that wasn't media or empire, which is all Charles Band. And uh, so, it, really interesting uh, backstory, which we will get into sometime. I, I want to talk about the movie a little bit. Yeah, that opening. I I can't. It's been a while since I saw there. Is there an actual connection to that priest at the very beginning to the original one? No, As not was... until part four. Okay. Part four, Jim Wynorski, who did uh, uh, Return to Swamp Thing and Chopping Mall, takes over in part four, and it's not the best Ghoulies movie. <laughs> But they bring back the the um, evil uh, magic ver- part. Well, that's not so funny because you know, watch the movie, and you know he's he's got the bag of ghoulies. You don't know where he got the bag of ghoulies. Yeah. They don't explain where he got the bag of ghoulies, and he goes into this garage and he's gonna dump him in the vat. Uh, Toxic the, waste the bar- the, in the garage the bar- for no reason. <laughs> and then this like little teeny flying ghoulie comes and body checks him and. and hey, <laughs> knocks him in. Never he successfully he successfully puts him in the barrel, <laughs> but body checks him into that thing, completely liquidates him. I mean, I hate it when you know a ten-pound flying ghoulie, you know, body That's checks me. You know, don't ever <laughs> underestimate the bag ghoulie. But it's even worse because he did successfully throw the bag in there, but you know. It's like a day spa or something yeah. like a jacuzzi. Did no, they they're all it. loving it. They yeah. love it. Well, this is a fish ghoulie. Fish ghoulie, cat ghoulie, rat ghoulie, bat ghoulie. Uh, only really the fish ghoulies should have enjoyed it, but they're ghoulies, so why not? You know? And Okay, uh, so I asked before, what's your favorite scene in the movie? Of ghoulies too? Yeah. Um, Give me my tunes, man. <laughs> yeah, that's actually in the middle of of my favorite. What I think is so funny is who Sasha Jensen, who was in uh, Halloween Four, yeah. and uh, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Dude just gets his buddy just gets his hand bit and he's, he's all upset and then goes right back to making out with his girl. <laughs> Starts getting crap spit on all over his face and then there they still just still trying to keep kind of make out still even though they're getting slimes put on them. But I, 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 think, uh, I I'm gonna go back with another favorite scene though. Huh. Is the two kids hunting That's, the ghoulies? That, well, that was the kind two of, kids that, hunting <laughs> ghoulies in a haunted that, house. That was, was so funny. That was that is my favorite scene. Is because they go in there, they're they're in Satan's den, and they got the the supposed animatronic Frankenstein. That's clearly yeah. a dude in the <laughs> costume, but the kids just don't like it. They they're talking trash about it. Then they see what they think is a rat. It's the rat ghoulie, yeah, but they're calling it a rat. They hate it. They think it's dumb. That the thing spits spits on them. And he just pulls a ninja star and <laughs> throws it at him, eats it, and then all of a sudden, this place is cooler than Epcot Center. And they go and they talk, they go outside. Well, let's be honest, any haunted attraction is cooler than Epcot Center. <laughs> that is true. But a second ago, they were completely hating on it. And because they throw a ninja star at this rat that puke green stuff on him, now it's the coolest thing ever, and they go tell a crowd of people, "We gotta go get tickets," and everybody wants to go see the rats in the yeah. same 
again. They even call them rats. <laughs> we gotta go see the rats. Much to uh, what's his name, Sir. So Didymus, no, Penny, that's from Pennyweight. Labyrinth. Nigel Pennyweight. <laughs> Nigel Pennyweight. He's dressed as the little creature, and they they all walk right past him. And go, we gotta go see the rats. We gotta go see the rats. <laughs> well, I think uh, I would definitely have been on the rat band train. And you know what? I would also have ninja stars in my pocket then. Nine years old, mid eighties. But I could see you with the ninja. Yeah. Anybody who's seen that movie, that kid is not one that carries around a ninja star, <laughs> and he's so angry too. Yeah, like he he's gonna throw this place up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> then it's the coolest place ever. And I love the, uh, I love the fact that like the whole plot evolves around the fact that the banker is gonna shut down. The, the dark house. Yeah, you know, well, it's it, like the haunted house must be destroyed. Well, it's interesting the his death. That yeah. was a rewrite because people were so cheesed off that that nothing happened with the toilet in the first movie yeah, that yeah, they yeah. Re rewrote it so he yeah. would he would die via toilet. Charlie Band movie. tells this wonderful story about the toilet being on the poster and uh, and then I uh, recently uh, he's the know, one who vetoed the first movie, right? Didn't he? They were, weren't they going to have that? that there the was no movie? toilet in the movie at all. No, Not, no, they were going to, and then he vetoed it. That's what I'm saying. It's, no. Oh, okay. Uh, it wasn't even a thing. And what happened was that he found a marketing guy, and that marketing guy was like, you need to give me a poster if we're going to get these prints out. And so he set up a poster shoot, and he just randomly told Billy Butler, who's in the movie but also does effects on the movie, he said, Ah, put the ghoulie in a toilet. We'll have him... Wait, he's green. We can't put him on a dark background. We'll have him coming out of the white toilet. And it's then like Charlie even said... comes close to that. But the crazy <laughs> thing is Charlie says, he has to have clothes on. Because if you put him in the toilet, they'll think it's an aborted fetus. <laughs> so Billy Butler, I talked to him not, not too long ago. This was just recently. And he tells me. Uh, so what he did was... That it was New Year's. They're in a closet. It was New Year's uh, right after a party, and there were streamers. And his uh, suspenders are just paper, crepe paper streamers. And if you notice, the stripes on them are different because they were just paper streamers that were cut in half. And then the, the blue shirt was just put on him, and ghoulies don't wear clothes. Yeah, none of them wear clothes. Never. And none Until of them they go to college. I think they, and time. also, uh, no, in part four, they definitely wear clothes because they're little people. Yeah, I actually think Phil Fondacarlo is one of the ghoulies in part four as well. I think you're right, yeah. actually. Yeah. He, he did a lot of that stuff. He yeah. played a, like one of the, one of the uh, yeah, guys he, in, in Phantasm. He played an Ewok. You know, yeah. He did all he's that a, stuff. He's a great performer and, and just an awesome I think he was of one of the better like little, little people actors. Yeah. I, I loved him in Willow. Yeah, he's awesome, and he's like classically trained in theater too. Like he, I mean, as far as I know, I can't back that up. But that's cool. All right, Ghoulies two on the Hypno Swirls. What do you give it? Ah, uh, I'm gonna go with four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. I've enjoyed. I, I had been. I think it was for nostalgia, but that, that seeing that guy in the suit, that that whole, it gave that fifties vibe. It really, really hit a soft spot for me. I, uh, I. Without Ghoulies 2, I don't know that I would have the career that I have. I don't know that I would have chased down and hunted the dream of, of working with small monsters and, and stuff. Because as much as I love Child's Play and as much as I love Cat's Eye and those things, uh, it was really the Critters and Ghoulies, um, the Puppet Masters, that, that made me want to do what I do. Uh, so for that, out of five Hypnoswirls, I give it an eight. <laughs> More than, than Silver Bullet, huh? Uh, oh, Ghoulies 2 to me, I, I'll pick it over Silver Bullet any day of the week. Well, clearly. But not that I I don't 
love Silver Bullet. It's it's a it's a ghoulies two thing, you know. That has been. This is one of those movies that every time I went to a sleepover, this is what I brought. We will remind you people know. this is out of a five hypnosis world scale. <laughs> I make the rules here, sir. But uh, okay, so we're moving on to uh, a modern thing, but we're going to kind of split this into two modern things because if those of you who are not familiar with the amazing vampire. Uh, Comedy, faux documentary, faux documentary uh, what we do in the shadows. It was brilliant. It came Ta- out a couple Taika years. Watiti. It came out a couple years ago, uh, two years ago, three years ago. I'm not sure, but uh, it's brilliant. It's very similar, much in the vein of Behind the Mask, the Leslie Vernon story, um, where but with vampires but with, and some werewolves, but with vampires, vampires, werewolves. It's almost like if you take the uh, old role-playing games, uh, Vampire the Masquerade, and the White Wolf universe. You have the werewolves and the vampires. Their fan base is very, very protective of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they have, like, the cast is almost... Like, I could have written that show from A Vampire the Masquerade. The cast has the the Ventru, the Bruja, the Nosferatu, the whatever the other two are. Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. And uh, so the idea is they all live in a flat together, and and it was an incredible movie. Uh, They're in New Zealand. It was an incredible movie. Um, they, it's just a life and day throughout a year of, of, uh, vampirism. And but Taika Waititi, who recently directed Thor Ragnarok and such, uh, he's, he plays, he plays one of the vampires and he also co- co-wrote I, it and I did and not realize that. Yeah, I did not absolutely. realize that. Yeah, and, and what I didn't know is, it's just, you know, a tribute bit, is he played, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern's best friend in that, in that movie before I knew who Taika Waititi was. He oh. played him in that and, okay. yeah, it's just. There Random you go. bit of, of, of trivia, but uh, yeah, uh, director of Thor Ragnarok. The Green Lantern's completely forgettable to me. It is, and and oddly enough, I hated that guy in that movie, which is why I thought it was interesting because I love him as a director and I love him in, in what we do in the shadows. Yeah, and uh, and I would never and uh, and then his his uh, cohort, his flatmate, was the the villain in in Men in Black Three. I can't his name is yeah, yeah, right yeah. now, but uh, he he actually co-wrote it as well. So I uh, I recently rewatched What We Do in the Shadows, uh, knowing that the new show was coming out. And yeah. is the show also called What We Do in the Shadows? It is. And they took it out of New Zealand, though. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is it exists in the same universe. So it is. It's not a reboot. It's not. It is. It is a spinoff. Technically. Oh, okay, okay. It takes place in New York with with different uh, different. Just characters. for those that don't know yet, there, so there's a TV show coming out of What We Do in the Shadows. And that's kind of what we're comparing for our modern, our modern monster thing here. We're going to talk about the the uh, the TV show versus the movie, which I have not seen the well, TV this show. Is, this is the thing is, I mean, you and I both know that we've heard some people close to us have, <laughs> have been critical of the idea of it, and you know, I I always keep an open mind, you know, because I always say I'll it's like, see anything, well, I'll give anything. Well, a the chance. thing is, is, if it sucks, I never have to watch a damn thing again, you know, yeah. whatever. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised and. Even though it's only half an hour, I honestly think it could surpass the movie. Wow! Uh, if that was that good, the first episode. Yeah, uh, it was that good. But that the the important thing to note is, first of all, it feels like an extension of the universe. It felt like it existed in the same universe. It looked the same, but it was also directed by Taika Waititi. Oh, okay. And both the gentleman I was talking about. Do you do you believe that he'll direct the further episodes or they just wrote, the well, pilot? The guys we were just talking about, they co-wrote it as well. And again, the gentleman who escapes me, he 
wrote the next bunch of episodes and he directed the next four. Okay. So, so we'll see. The talent, the same talent is yeah. involved, you know, and that's I think that's a major difference here. Uh, where you know most adaptations and and with for lack of a better term reboots because that's not reboot here, but sequels and stuff like that, they don't have the same creative minds involved. Yeah. This one does. This does. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. And it's almost like uh so when Buffy first came out. I gave the TV show a really hard time in true Tom fashion. This is like before I knew I was a snob, but I loved <laughs> the Christy Swanson movie and I loved Luke Perry. I loved, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. So when the show came out with Sarah Michelle Gellar, I would now, I was only in 10th grade, but I was like, screw that show. I'll never watch that show. I hate that show. And then uh, it took literally 15 years, 12 years later I watched the first episode, and oh my God, do I love that's Buffy kind the Vampire of, That's kind of what I mean, though. In but the I matter, did not know Joss Whedon hang, was involved hang, with hang both. Hang on, though. Hang on. Where people are skeptical, where they think, at least based on the conversations I had, they think that we're dealing with a Buffy versus Buffy situation, when the best analogy I can give you is the movie to the TV show is Buffy the TV show to Angel. Right, right, right. It's just and, an extended universe. Yes, it ex and it feels like it. It feels like the, the I mean, even though uh, none of the characters from the movie appear in the TV show, first of all, they've said that it could, it might happen. Right. Uh, there's two different locations. It does definitely feel like. What you know, I didn't understand with the Buffy thing was <clears throat> that Joss Whedon was involved with both, and elements of Pike show up in Spike, and there are a lot of. Stuff that he didn't get to do in the movie that he got to do in well, the Well, the TV things show. that are different in the movie, he didn't want to right, do. You know, right. And that's the difference here. Yeah. And that's where he had creative freedom in the TV show. Yeah. Getting away from what I we know. do in the shadows. But what well, we do in the shadows is also vampires. I will and... say, though, one, one thing that I love about it, and I'm not going to spoil it because I know you want to watch it yourself. No, please the... spoil it for our everybody listening. Well, there's a familiar. You know, if anybody knows a familiar, yeah. it's like a servant of the of vampire. Uh it opens with him, and one of the vampires has a familiar, and this guy wants to be a vampire so bad, <laughs> and very much he's a focal point of the series. And oh my goodness, it is his name's Guillermo. I do not know. I, I believe that he's well, Guillermo named was from the movie too. He was. Yeah, wasn't he? Wasn't no. he the familiar in the movie that uh, they talk about Guillermo? Oh, they done? Yeah. Know. It's been a while since I watched the movie. He contacts his old familiar in the movie and who shipped him the wrong way around the world, so it took him way too well, long. Maybe to get there, there is a link then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a link I'm then. pretty positive. I'm getting I, old. I've I'm drink, I drink out of too many aluminum cans. I'm Man, the Alzheimer's. But uh, <laughs> but but it, it yeah, there's definitely, I believe, a Guillermo. I got the Swiss cheese brain going on. Somewhere. Yeah. You know what? Anybody that's listening to this, we're gonna post this on YouTube too. And please put in the comments yeah, if absolutely. Guillermo is in the film. But well, regardless, it's still he's a focal point of this of this show and it is it's quite funny he's my favorite character in That's the tv awesome. show all the characters are phenomenal honestly and uh they tell a lot they tell a very dense tale in the in does it take place in london no it's new york it's in new york yeah. okay and that's that's a big difference too is because even though the characters i don't want to say are similar because they're right. completely different characters just the change of setting and what happens does it feel more like real world like with puck and those guys because it's in new york no, no. It, it honestly just feels like it really feels like the movie, okay. it's, uh, and it was very funny. It That's good. Very, very funny. How I many stars do you it. give it? Uh, I get five. Wow, yep. five stars. Five That's stars. Awesome. Yep. We got to watch this. Absolutely. I'll watch it. So the other thing is, if you could be a familiar, I mean, well, let's talk about this. 
Jeff, for those of you who don't know, um, he uh, went into uh, makeup effects later in life. I, I think I met him in his late 30s. I was just and, talking about Alzheimer's sinking in because I am an old man. Yeah, so he, he's older. <laughs> and uh, uh, late 30s, I met him. We've done some great things together, but he was kind of my familiar for a minute, right? Like, <laughs> like you're like bustling and hustling to get your... Uh, your effects on, and I'm making you do yeah, whatever I, mean, I don't want to do. And then the apparent arthritis happens. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, so when it comes to, uh, would you, if you had the opportunity to consider vampirism, would you, would you go be a familiar? Would you uh, do? Would you do whatever they want you to do and act like an idiot? To, I mean, it's like pledging to be a vampire, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that. What I'm to answer your question of pledging? Yes, it is. Would I be a, a familiar? No, because I'm not Slave Boy. So, well, <laughs> are you okay. saying I'm Slave Boy? <laughs> well, but, hey, let's talk about the Prosky story, shall we? <laughs> let's tell that Prosky story. That has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> now it's just going to become this mysterious thing. Uh, um, okay, so uh, all right, let's see who's killing Jeff today, and I'm going to spin this board. <laughs> Who's trying to kill me? Now it begins. Deep in the Appalachian Mountains, they say that an act of evil shall never go unpunished. There they tell of a creature who shall come from nowhere, born from the blood of the innocent, to hunt the guilty. And they call it Pumpkinhead. How would you escape? Could you escape? Would you escape? Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'd fucking die, man. I'd <laughs> totally fucking die. <laughs> Dude, he killed Lance Henriksen, man. I get fucking, you know. Nah, no. Nah, no. Demon of Vengeance, one. Jeff, zero. All right, and for Midnight at the Monster Museum, I'm Tom Devlin. This is Jeff Chang. Please show up, listen, subscribe, like, hit all that stuff. And hey, for those of you in the Las Vegas, Boulder City area or surrounding Arizona, California, we have Dave Sheridan showing up at the Monster Museum on April 27th. We will probably do some podcasting with him while he's here. But, uh, of course, he played Doofy in Scary Movie. He was also in Devil's Rejects, Ghost World, Bubble Boy. You name it, Dave's been in it. He's a chameleon of characters. Come out and meet him, get an autograph, take a picture. And uh, with that being said, That's a confirmed, dude. Nighttime is the fright time, folks. And Monster Museum out!